When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Previously on Secluded Thoughts. The reason why I entered into this slump was because the devil was working harder than me. The devil was working harder than I was. How distractions. As I evolve in my relationship with God, as I grow in my faith, you learn a lot and then you realize that the same kind of battles that once used to throw you off will not be the same kind of battles that you'll be dealing with per se. Like my introduction to my faith started off with me having a victim mentality, right? I mentioned that in episode six. My victim mentality almost led to my demise, my entire demise, the end of me, the end of an era when I was 16, right? But in growing in my faith and overcoming that, I have not struggled with the victim mentality since. So now when things, when life does what life does, I never go back to the victim mentality perspective. I never deal with it that way because I overcame that, right? But I'm realizing that when you start overcoming things, the devil gets tricky and he starts sending you all types of different distractions that you haven't overcame or you haven't dealt with. And it, it's, there's, y'all, there's levels to this. There's levels to this and I'm realizing that not all distractions, not all things that can literally throw you completely off course is as obvious as we might think. Sometimes it's in the blessings that you just recently received. Sometimes it's in the things that you prayed for because your character hasn't been developed to a certain point to appreciate that without letting it deter you. And that is what happened to me. New levels, new devils. The basic stuff to me, basic to me, the things like the victim mentality, me feeling like the world is out to get me, da, 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 da. I dealt with that and I buried that a long time ago. Now the devil's getting trickier. And he sent me a lot of distractions that I did not realize were distractions until I found myself in that position, laying on the couch, overwhelmed, just frozen because I did not know what to do. What happened was... I realized that 
A lot of the times when I was close to God, a lot of the times when I was the closest to him, when I relied on him, when I prayed consistently, routinely, when I read my Bible more, when I thanked him more, when I was more grateful, when I talked to him more, when I heard from him more because I was still enough to recognize him, when I prioritized being still enough to recognize him, I realized that a lot of those times were defined by a similar phenomenon, and that was the struggle. That was being in survival mode, whether it was warranted with physical and environmental circumstances or whether I wasn't there physically or environmentally or with material things or lack thereof, but my mentality was still there, so I still felt like I needed him in that sense, right? Another way to explain it to you is that basically when you're going through something and you really don't know what to do and then you run to God like please and you beg in, you know, like you at his mercy at his feet. Lord, if you get me out of this, I will never do this again. Yeah. Basically, when you're in dire need, when you're in survival mode, when you're in trouble and you need help, that tends to be the number one way we get close to God the number one time we, we run to him, we listen, we wait, you know, we praise, all of the above. And then when he gets you out of the situation, my question is, what does your time with him look like? Because I remember last year when I got the closest to him, I gave everything up. I gave everything he gave to me back to him and I reduced myself to nothing but him and I was the closest to him that I've ever been I remember I used to get a lot of TikToks and signs and quotes and stuff on my social media saying there was one that particularly stood out and it said God wants to bless you with the things that you are praying for, but he just doesn't want you to forget about him when he gives it to you. He's withholding those things because he wants to spend some more time with you just a little longer because he knows when he gives you the blessing, you will forget him. Now, me being me in that moment of nothing, right? just needing just in survival mode so I'm counting on him maybe me in that moment I'm like Lord never absolutely never you are the rock on which I stand the wind beneath my wings I will never forget you ever if you get me out of this situation it's me and you until the day I die you know, I was like, God, I would never leave you. I've seen what you've done for me. I've seen your mercy. I've seen it. I will never, ever, like, from now on, me and you are best friends from this day. And long story short, he gave me the blessing. And then I just went on about my life. And I did not prioritize my relationship with him. 
I fell into the trap. I got distracted. And the thing is, I did not even get distracted with bad things. I didn't get distracted with anything that was necessarily negative or bad. I was just on an up season in my life where everything was going well. But like I remember what I told you, since the nature of my relationship with him was run to him when I'm in trouble and be close to him when I'm in survival, now that I wasn't in survival mode, I did not have a routine with him. I wasn't struggling, so I didn't feel like I needed him. Like, I know I need him, but I didn't feel like I needed him because I wasn't in dire need of something, you know? That really opened my eyes to how I was looking at God, like somebody to always rescue me out of a tough time, but then I just turn it into a low-maintenance, high and by, good morning, thank you for life, and I go on about my day type of thing. And that's not fair to him. That's not fair. That's not even fair to me because it only benefits me when I'm closer to him. And yet I let the blessing distract me from the person who, from, from what gave it to me. I, you I don't even know how to explain. It's not even like I made anything my source. I knew he was my source, but I wasn't in dire need. So I didn't feel the need to, or not I didn't feel the need to, it's just I was never inspired to be that close with him because I was only used to being that close with him when I needed something. And the blessing distracted me. I, did, I, I quit my job last year and I didn't work for eight months. I had savings, um, so I was fine, but you know, you know, in the end, the savings started dwindling. <laughs> But also with all of the free time, I spent a lot of time with God. And, you know, when, when, when the cup was running out, I was like, all right, God, you know, it's time for you to work. Okay, you know, go ahead, go ahead and bless me. And then he did. And I was like, I praised him. I thanked him so much for my new job. It was better than the last. And... You know, I, I was so grateful. I even prayed to him. I wanted to accept the offer when I got it. I even prayed to him. I said, God, you are the source and you know what's best. I want to accept this offer, but if you tell me don't, I won't do it. You know when you pray like that and, you, and in the back of your mind, like just, just 1%, you're like, God, please say yes, though, because I really want this. I I even surrendered it to him. I was like, I really want this, but if, I will only accept it if you give me a sign that I should accept it. And I got my sign and I accepted it. I was like, thank God, because I really wanted to accept this job. And then I got the job and I wasn't struggling anymore. So it's like my relationship with God just dwindled over time. And now I had something taking up a portion of my time and I did not prioritize other times to spend time with him right? I didn't have the whole day free per se. And I, I never carved out pockets of time during the day to read my Bible, to pray. I let the 
abundance, the source of income, make me create all of these other goals now that I'm financially stable again and I have a steady stream of income, I let that make me create all of these other goals and do all of these things to enjoy my life, you know, and go out and have fun, not in a crazy way because I'm really not about that life, okay? I just like to eat. Um, but yeah, I let it open this whole door of enjoyment, right? And I don't regret that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying regardless of what I choose to do, with my newfound abundance, regardless of how I handle the blessing, I should have always prioritized my relationship with God. I should have always prioritized it. I did not. I thought because I got so close to him in my time of need that I would never forget him. But I did not realize that even the blessing can distract you from your time with him because most of us are so used to only running to him when we need something. And then when things are going good, it's like, oh, well, you know, just thank you. You know, that's cute. Love my life. Thanks for, you know, da da da. And then you don't read the Bible. You don't prioritize praise and worship. You don't prioritize being still enough to hear him. You don't clear your mind. You allow yourself to be distracted by social media, by TV, by life, by going out by drugs, by all sorts of things that has your mind going at 100 miles per hour. So you think he's not talking to you, but in reality, you are just too busy to hear him. And so you don't hear him because you prioritize all of these distractions. Now that you're good, right? You, you, don't, you don't need him. You're not, you, you're not in dire need. You're good. You're chilling, right? You're living your best life. And then time goes by and you get so distracted, so distant from him that everything seems to be a blur. Thanks for tuning in to this week's recap. If you enjoyed that snippet, make sure you check out the full episode listed in the title and the description. And tune in every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for more recaps. Also, if you know someone who needs to hear this, make sure you share this episode with them. Or if you would like to share it with your followers, because maybe you think a few people who follow you should probably hear it for whatever reason. Screenshot the episode and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at secluded.thoughts. Thanks again for listening and make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And I will talk to you on the next episode.